This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. U.S. Attorney's Office rejects British Virgin Islands Premier Foy's claim to diplomatic immunity. U.S. Caribbean American Vice President proposes annual meeting with Caribbean leaders. Head of Puerto Rico's gaming regulator resigns amid scandal. First tornado to hit Puerto Rico in three years caused damage in Arecibo. Jamaica's stock exchange partners with Ghana Stock Exchange and Trinidad's Terry Lyons anime video up for international awards. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, May 4th. We start a report today in the British Virgin Islands. BVINews.com reports that the United States Attorney's Office has rejected Premier Andrew Foy's call notice of invocation of immunity that he filed to get released from detention. Foy has been in U.S. custody on charges of drug trafficking and money laundering since last Thursday and later sought to file a notice to the court claiming he was protected by diplomatic immunity as the BVI's political head. But in response to Premier Foy's notice, the U.S. Attorney's Office, Southern District of Florida, indicated that the U.S. does not recognize Foy's claim to head of state immunity. In related news, the Organization of Eastern Caribbean States has noted with great concern that the involving situation in the British Virgin Islands involving the arrest of Premier Foy on alleged drug conspiracy charges and release from the UK government report on the Commission of Inquiry. Like all persons charged with a criminal offense, Andrew Foy is entitled to the presumption of innocence, procedural fairness, and a free and a fair trial within a reasonable time. The OECS has noted the position taken by the duly elected government of the British Virgin Islands, which, while welcoming the recommendations arising from the inquiry, rejects the intention of the British government to impose direct rule on the British Virgin Islands. It is clear to us, in principle, It is ill-advised to impose direct colonial rule, and the history of such imposition in the Caribbean has never delivered the desired result. The OECS concurs with the elected representatives of the people of the British Virgin Islands that abolition of parliament with direct rule from London represents a retrograde step in the evolution of the democratic process that is inconsistent with the United Nations Proclamation of human rights to be free of colonial rule. The UN Declaration on Granting Independence to Colonial Countries and Peoples, Resolution 1514 of 1960, is an international commitment to which Britain itself is bound. The OCS, for its part, is willing and ready to provide technical and other support required by the British Virgin Islands as an associate member state in addressing the governance issues that need attention. St. Martin Island Times reports that U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris last week met virtually with 15 leaders from the Caribbean region and proposed an annual meeting of the group 
to continue high-level discussions. The vice president insisted that the United States is committed to work with our Caribbean neighbors to advance cooperation on economic recovery, the climate crisis, and security, among other areas of mutual concern. A date for the annual meeting was not set, and the U.S. vice president gave no firm commitment on any upcoming investments by the U.S. in the Caribbean, even though she discussed economic recovery following the COVID-19 pandemic and reaffirmed that equitable economic growth in the Caribbean is a priority. Harris and the leaders discussed ways to further facilitate trade and attract U.S. investments. Casino.org reports that Puerto Rico needs a new leader for its gaming regulator. The Puerto Rico Gaming Commission, Orlando Rivera Carrion, is packing up his things over concerns he has mismanaged his responsibilities. Orlando Carrion, soon to be the former head of the Puerto Rico Gaming Commission, announced his resignation amid an ongoing scandal and FBI investigation. The Department of Economic Development and Commerce for Puerto Rico, Manuel Miranda, confirmed in a written statement that he received Rivera Carrion's letter of resignation yesterday, which will be effective on May 15th. However, because the outgoing boss has accumulated personal days, he is stepping down immediately. Attorney Jamie Rivera Emanuele will lead the Gaming Commission on an interim basis. The report states that there has been a growing lack of confidence in the former lead on the part of the Puerto Rico Department of Economic Development and Commerce over the past few months. This was the result of questionable decisions and trips he made with others under the guise of exploring improvements to the Commission's operations. Aldea reports that on Sunday, May 1st, around 3 p.m., a tornado formed and touched down in Puerto Rico. The touchdown was in Arecibo at the Avienda Industrial Building. The tornado is the first to hit the island in three years and the first ever to hit Arecibo. The tornado lasted about eight minutes and spanned a three-mile area. The biggest damage included trees and power lines. One roof was partially lost. Similar to other tornadoes to have touched down in Puerto Rico's history, the tornado caused no injuries or deaths. The tornado is said to have peaked at 107 miles per hour in wind speed. Jamaica Information Service reports that Jamaica's stock exchange has entered into a partnership with the Ghana Stock Exchange, which will see the capital markets of Jamaica and Ghana expanding their products and services to investors in both countries. This is being facilitated under a Memorandum of Understanding of Mutual Recognition, which was signed by representatives of both entities during a special bell-ringing ceremony on Monday, May 2nd, at the Jamaica Stock Exchange Harbor Street offices in Kingston. Managing Director of Jamaica Stock Exchange, Marlene Street Forest, who signed the document along with Managing Director of the Ghana Stock Exchange, Peterson Eko Afridizi, thanked the GSC for making their journey to Jamaica as it further cements our objective of strengthening our linkages and improving our relationships with what we consider to be another area of our diaspora connection, the South-South connection. Dr. Street Forrest noted that the Jamaican Stock Exchange 
has been collaborating well with many of its sister exchanges within the Caribbean and with exchanges in North America, the United Kingdom, and other countries across the world. She noted that through the Memorandum of Understanding, the Jamaica Stock Exchange is now commencing its push into African continent, starting with Ghana, pointing out that Africa, like the Caribbean, is the new frontier for growth and development. HaitiNews.net via Voice of America reports that Mexican authorities said Tuesday they have relocated a migrant camp that sprung up in a park in the border city of Reynosa, moving about 2,000 people from Central America and Haiti to a shelter in the city across the border from McAllen, Texas. The camp of migrants, mainly from Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, and Haiti, sprung up after U.S. officials citing the pandemic invoked a health rule that denies migrants a chance to seek asylum. Mexico's National Immigration Institute said the migrants were taking around midnight Monday to a shelter, which it said will have better hygiene and food services. But on Monday, people in another border city, Nuevo Laredo, said hundreds of migrants, mainly Haitians, have streamed into that city, which is across the border from Laredo, Texas. The rush apparently started after the United States began processing some asylum seekers there. And finally, Trinidad and Tobago's Newsday report that Trinidad and Tobago's very own anime video is up for international awards. The A Better Tomorrow music video, which features vocals by Calypsonian Terry Lyons. The song was written by Mark Laquan, and the video was written and produced by Jarrell Forbes, Dixie Ann Archer and McBain, and Everod J. McBain of Gem. JFX are responsible for the animation. The video has been selected for consideration for over four international awards, including the Munich Music Video Award and the Euro Music Video Songs Award, where it made it to the final stages but did not win. Considerations still in progress are the International Music Video Award and International Sound Video Award. The video takes influences from Japanese-style animation featuring lions as an animated superhero engaged in battle. Speaking with Trinidad and Tobago's Newsday, Lyons said the video is about most of the times in life where we are our own worst enemies and we have to fight our own inner demons first before we can attack anything else. For a better tomorrow, you have to work on yourself. A lot of us would point fingers and say, this person needs to stop this and that person needs to stop that in order for certain things to happen. But we within ourselves have things to work on in order for everything to fall into place. The video's battle takes place during Carnival and features the Queen's Park Savannah of Port of Spain, the Temple in the Sea of Waterloo, and the National Academy for Performing Arts of Port of Spain. The main character features Lion with an afro 
which she said was of particular importance to her, as that is her preferred hairstyle, especially during the carnival season. On the concept of the video, Lyon said, We use animation because we're trying to bring the younger crowd back to Calypso, so I stay away from political topics. Forbes said the Better Tomorrow video was based on nation building and some sense of patriotism, and more importantly, now because we are in a pandemic, a sense of hope. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, May 4th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.